This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Fuego Box, a subscription hot sauce service that delivers boxes of delicious, flavorful indie hot sauces directly to your doorstep. <laughs> They focus on flavor over heat and always avoid gimmicky selections. So to purchase, go to FuegoBox.co. Molly is completely incapacitated and use the code HOTMILK for $10 off your first box. In case you didn't hear that code because Molly was crying, it's HOTMILK. And that's FuegoBox.co for 10 bucks off the best hot sauces you've probably never heard of. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about canned beans. Woo! <laughs> two, two and a half cheers. <laughs> two and a half cheers. I think I, I suggested, like, uh, I, I put this on a list of topics. But then I resurrected it, because the other day I sent you an email. Didn't I? And oh, I yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're the one responsible I'm for the, the one resurrection. I'm the one responsible for this, Yeah. Yeah, but it could be worse. I could be advocating that we eat the beans straight out of the can, juicy stuff and all. I, I, I kind of thought that's what you were saying we were going to do. No, we're going to we're we're tasting beans straight out of the can, but we did rinse them. Yeah, that's marginally better. We have standards, people. Um, do you know the song uh, you, you, I, Beans Beans the Musical Fruit? I know you know that song cuz you sang it on the show before. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, memory lay. Do you I mean, would you know if canned beans were a feature of your childhood? Oh, canned beans were definitely a feature of my childhood. I don't remember my parents cooking beans from dried, really. I don't either, but I don't really remember beans one way or the other. I do. I remember, uh, so my dad, we often had like really big salads with a whole bunch of stuff in there. Uh, and I do remember having like chickpeas in there. I remember when white beans kind of became a thing, like in the mid '90s. That's true. Like, white white beans yeah. became like a thing. I remember that was my an dad. Odd moment. My dad really liked to cook things like lamb shanks. And oh, I, remember, I made some lamb shanks the other day. It's a real dad thing to do. Yeah, I and felt I, like a, a super dad. And I remember him serving lamb shanks with white beans. Classic kind of yes. Italian pairing. Uh, and and the other thing I remember is um, he made this great black bean thing, just sort of off the cuff, 
that he would put like leftover roasted chicken in. It was like kind of like a like stovetop black beans with onion and garlic and some like chicken in there. It sounds kind of bad, but it was quite good. Well, those those are all tasty things. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound bad. It needs a name. And then it needs. my Aunt Tina made this great black bean salad, or maybe it was a corn salad, but it had corn and black beans. She used frozen corn. Sure. Black beans, red bell peppers, some cilantro, lime juice. One of those things that is so simple and like super good. These, these all sound good to me now. They, they all sound like the kind of things I would have rejected as a kid. Yeah. So that's a point in that column if you're if you're playing the the uh, the longitudinal game of, of uh, make a note when let, let me just explain this What's again. What's this For, longitudinal game? It's the game where when I say I didn't like something as a kid, that do I get to drink? Uh, yes, and I'm going to take a Molly sip of my water. She hasn't had some experience that every other adult has had. Then you also get to drink. Yeah, cool. Okay, we both cool drank. Cool ranch. Wait, what did I? What what experience did I not have as a kid? You drank. And no, no, uh, I was thirsty. <laughs> okay yeah go on never mind i also remember so my dad would so my dad really liked endive and he would that is the most 80s thing i've ever heard anybody (laughs) say my dad really liked endive (laughs) anyway sometimes when he was like making sort of like say what you will about that man he fucking loved endive So I don't know what would, I was just thinking as I started talking about this, I was trying to contextualize this dish that I'm, <laughs> wait, is it because I said the word contextualize? It's because you said the word contextualize. I know. I have this expensive education and I have to keep using it. We were talking about endive and then you said contextualize and like I got flashbacks to grad school and I never yeah. went to grad school. Um. <laughs> Well, anyway, so for whatever reason, my dad decided that he was going to use endive the way that caterers do. And he was going to pull off the individual leaves and use it like as a scoop for a canapé. I remember him making like a white bean salad with canned white beans and maybe some red onion. My dad really liked raw red onion. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what else, but putting it in an endive leaf. And I, I don't know in what universe he would have been serving that like was that lunch was that dinner like what what was that well i mean i think it's a was universe it cocktail hour i was just gonna say like it was a universe called the 90s and uh yeah i know were there cocktail parties in your in your home growing up uh, more like dinner parties my, yeah my parents liked a good dinner party who doesn't like a good dinner party um i do like a good what, what do you think is the right number of guests for a dinner party so I, I'm I'm pretty introverted, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are as so, well. So maybe like 18, I, 19 guests. I, I get easily over I get easily overwhelmed by too much like noise and chaos and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I'm you're describing my cat. I'm kind of a big fan of like maybe the six person dinner party. Once you six get people once total. you get up to like yeah, once you get up to like eight people, I start feeling like I'm having to kind of keep crankiness at bay. Yeah, I totally agree. I think six is perfect. Yeah. I think even five is okay. I think even four is great. Yeah. yeah I had a really fun four-person <laughs> four dinner party that was just me and my dolls last week. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know what's a great dinner party? One person. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I agree. Uh, well, that got sad. <clears throat> Celeste. Yeah. Just When uh, you're having a dinner pe- party for Dinner one. party for one. <laughs> Celeste. <laughs> Uh, I remember last week so fondly, too. Oh, me too. 
So canned beans. Um, yes, I, I, I'm kind of stalling because I'm still scared of eating these, these really? canned beans. Really? Okay, like, well, well, I mean, I, I'm going to go in. Yeah, it, it's not that I so, dislike them. It's just there's I, something so kind of disheartening and institutional about this. So I'm, I'm eating some kidney beans here. And this just tastes like salad bar to me. Oh, it's so salad bar. I feel fine about it. This is like salad bar. I think kidney beans are good bean. I think a kidney bean is a great bean. So here's what, um, as a as we've established, I don't really have any memory lane. What uh, probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's no memory lane. Uh-uh. Um, oh, I like canned black beans. I love beans. My favorite thing to do with uh, with canned kidney beans is make this recipe that uh, is like a. a you know, passed down family recipe, but not my family, Lori's family, my actual wife. It's uh, ca- called California casserole, and I will we'll definitely share the w- recipe on the website. It can be made with, with meat, and I'm sure it was, like, as the family recipe, but it came to me in a vegetarian version. Mm-hmm. And it's a casserole of uh, minute rice, canned beans, uh, green peppers, onions, chili powder, cheese. Oh, this sounds great. It's great. This sounds fantastic. What, what is not to love? Oh, nothing, and it, and the, you know the uh, it gets kind of crispy in the corners, crusty corners. Oh man! Um, some of the beans, you know what I? So it's like a bean and rice bowl with crusty corners. Yeah, it, it is exactly like if you've made a bean and rice bowl, but it was baked with mm-hmm. cheese. Oh, um, I like this. Some of the beans sort of get dried out and will split you, open at the edge. And I kind of like that. Have us over for a dinner party. Let's uh-huh. say uh, me and my real spouse, yeah. you and your real spouse, and our children, and we'll just fight w- this out once and for all. <laughs> and we'll eat our California casserole. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, I, let's I do feel, it. I, I honestly feel like a little weird serving that, like like it's like a thing you would only you know make at home and not talk about. But here we are. Oh no, no, it. let's talk about it. I feel like it's something that would be great topped with shredded iceberg. Uh, oh, that sounds very good. Yeah, would that would that work? Yeah, and maybe throw a little salsa on there. Oh yes, I like this. Okay, okay, okay great. Yeah. I'll bring the beer. And the yeah, the um, minute rice I don't really use for anything else, but it's just perfect for this. Fantastic. And also, uh, since we're probably not going to talk about minute rice any other time, minute rice is really great when you just like pull a little out of the box and chew on it. Can we talk about minute rice because? I don't really know what it is. It's instant rice, so it's it's rice that's been cooked and then dehydrated. Uh, oh. So it doesn't really reconstitute into good rice, but it is useful for some things. So, like in like a cafeteria, that's probably what you would be eating. Uh, not necessarily because no? they they might. I mean, maybe yes, but may, they also might have a way to institutionally cook a large amount of of rice, like in a big pot or rice cooker or something. Uh, cool. This is a fascinating exploration. Welcome to Inside the Cafeteria. We go behind the scenes with a guy who has no idea how a cafeteria operates. But he loves a good frozen yogurt machine. Oh, God, I love a good frozen yogurt <clears throat> machine. Have we talked about that on the show 17 I, times yeah, before? I think so. So anyway, let's talk about what do you do with canned beans now? Okay, so I do make the California casserole. I haven't made it in too long. I just remembered that it existed when we were planning for this episode. Uh, I love making Rick Bayless's cowboy beans, um, which uh, which I think we have talked about before. Mm-hmm, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, in, ma- it's in your first book? Yes, it's in my first book, um, which, which is called Inside the Cafeteria. <laughs> no, it's called Hungry Monkey. Um, and uh, this is a recipe that uses uh, canned pinto beans and bacon and what else is in there? Oh, fire-roasted canned tomatoes. And don't you use, like, like chilies in adobo or something? 
Uh, I don't think in this one. There's something spicy in there, though. Oh, right? yeah, they're really good. You maybe, made them. You made them for something. Maybe some like chopped pickled jalapenos go in there. Something. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll 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 print the recipe. We'll we'll link to the recipe so you don't have to make it based on that terrible description. <laughs> um. So you use pintos for that? Yes. Pretty much the only time I use pintos is for this very simple dish that my cousin told me about that she calls creamy beans. Okay. She learned about creamy beans from a, a coworker of hers. And basically, you take a can of beans in their liquid, dump mm-hmm. the whole business into a saucepan with some butter and uh, hot sauce, like more hot sauce than you would think, like, you know, like 10 shakes at a minimum. Sure. And then you basically cook it until the liquid thickens and the beans start to, they're never going to look like like refried beans, but they just get kind of creamy. And there's something oh. magical that happens in the union of the, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to contextualize it for you. It happens in the holy, it happened in the union, the holy union of the bean juice and the butter. And I know that sounds revolting. I mean, it sounds really bad, but it's it's quite good. We'll link to the recipe for creamy beans on I our website. I would try that, for sure. Um, I do it with pinto beans. Uh, it's also great with black beans. You can do it with white beans, creamy beans. You basically just named all the beans. All the beans. You know... It's time for some spring cleaning. Damn right. Got to give your wardrobe a little refresh, your undergarments a little refresh. Maybe it's time for a new bra, Matthew. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. You know, if I were to purchase a new bra, do you have a recommended brand, <laughs> vendor, or style? Funny you should ask. The uh, 24-7 t-shirt bra made by Third Love is one of the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. I'm actually wearing it right now. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Come to think of it, it's it's super smoothing. Uh, it looks great. I mean, both under my clothes and just on top of and my body. And above your clothes. Yes. I'm like that lady in Splash. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the cups are made out of memory foam. Uh, they mold to my shape. They give me a perfect fit. There's never any, like, cup spillage, which I wouldn't really have anyway, people. Let's face it. I'm just not, I don't have that kind of breast. Um, or cup gaping. I also don't have any of that. And there's really no, like, strap slippage. I do have that occasionally, but not with this bra. So do we have any special deal we can offer people if they want to get their hands or any other body parts onto or into a third? Third Love 24-7 t-shirt bra? Yes. Third Love stands behind their product so much that they are willing to let our listeners try this bra for free. All you do is pay for shipping. You wear it for 30 days. You can take the tags off, wear it, wash it. I mean, really wear this bra. And if you love it, keep it. They'll charge your card. If you don't, send it back. Your card won't be charged. And if you don't know your size, a friendly online fit specialist will help you find the perfect fit. Go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started. So let's let's talk about chickpeas for a minute. Cause I, I don't I never know whether I like chickpeas or not. Like I, I think really? they look weird. Oh, they're so and, delicious. Uh I love falafel, but like when I see hummus? Uh, I'm okay with hummus. Like okay. hummus, again, it's a thing I think I don't like. And then whenever it's around and I'm like, um, I guess I'll eat some of that. I'm like, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hummus mostly tastes like sesame seeds, right? No, I mean, I think it it's lemony and garlicky. And, All right. I mean, the tahini is, is prominent, but I don't know. You still get the chickpea. Okay. So the thing, when, when I told uh, Lori, my actual wife, um, that... Uh, <laughs> Boy, I probably should not get into that that habit every time referring to her. <laughs> actual wife. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. When when I when I mentioned to Lori that we we're going to do a canned bean episode, she said, "Are you going to talk about that uh, whipped bean liquid meringue thing that everyone was doing <gasps> for a while?" What was this? I never heard about this at all. It totally passed me by. But when I Googled it, it was a thing, and maybe still is. Like you take the uh, the drained liquid from chickpeas, especially, but maybe it also works with other beans, and you whip it as if it were egg whites mm-hmm. and with sugar. Um, yes, and you can make meringues, but you can also like use it as an egg white substitute in a lot of things. It's become like a, a, a popular uh, vegan is substitution. The, is there something about the the starch from the beans that like has a similar quality in terms of structure to like egg white? Yes, it's not. I, I read a Harold McGee quote, and he said it's not exactly the starch, but basically yes. Okay, there's some structural similarity, okay. but it's crazy that I mean it's crazy that someone thought of this, and it's crazy that you can whip bean liquid and it whips into a foam. It doesn't make me feel any better about bean liquid. No, bean liquid is very scary, <clears> but it's ac- <throat> but it's actually quite good. Like when you when I make yeah. the cowboy beans, I, I throw in the bean liquid, and it gives the whole thing kind of a. What kind of texture would you describe that as? I came up with six adjectives, all of them negative. Viscosity. Viscosity yeah, it, is just a delicious yeah, word. It's, I, if you're troubled by viscosity and thermal <laughs> breakdown. Remember that commercial? No. It was a commercial for some gasoline or engine treatment viscosity or something. Viscosity and thermal and, breakdown. And it said, like, you know, if you, if you don't use this, you might suffer from viscosity and thermal breakdown. <laughs> and this was just like a go-to punchline in, I don't know, 1996 <laughs> or something. Um. Uh, hey, uh, you're talking about viscosity. Yeah, made me, you you brought it up, but yes. Made me remember um, another thing that I like to do with pinto beans, which is a recipe that Melissa Clark wrote about in the New York Times, and then Louisa Weiss of the uh, blog Wednesday The Wednesday Chef. Chef called it to my attention. You can make basically kind of fake baked beans. Oh, using, fake beans. Using cans of pinto beans with their juices, uh, ketchup, I think dry mustard, molasses, something else. Anyway, simmer it all on the stovetop. So delicious. So tangy. We'll link to the recipe for Melissa Clark's fake baked beans. That sounds good. I wonder if you had it side by side with canned baked beans, would it really be that different? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. You know, you told me we're not talking about pork and beans, but I really want to try pork and beans on the show sometime. Okay. So why don't we do like canned baked beans and I'll also make the faked baked beans. Oh, this is a good idea. It's it's hard to say fake baked beans. Fake baked. Fake, fake baked. Um, faked baked. Do people still use the term fake and bacon or fake and bake? What for for like Well, fake tanning? baking is tan is like tanning booths, yeah, right? But, but what's the actual phrase? Because I, in in high school like I, I definitely knew uh people like uh and when I say people I mean girls uh who said uh, fake and bake, like that they were going to go fake and bake, which no one should do, oh, by the no, way. No, don't don't do that, people. No, I don't, I don't know, Matthew. You're talking to someone who avoids direct exposure yeah, sure. to sun as okay. much as possible. Real real or otherwise. Yeah, real or otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, when we, last week on the uh, on the frozen pizza episode you suggested before the episode that we should uh, taste frozen pizza while still <laughs> while it was still frozen and then you changed your mind and that that seems like uh, in terms of personal safety like on par with with tanning. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So wait, let, back to chickpeas, though. Oh, please. Back to chickpeas. So we use a lot of canned chickpeas in our house. Mm-hmm. The thing that Brandon does mostly with them is this super easy chickpea salad. It is basically drained and rinsed chickpeas, mm-hmm. lemon juice, olive oil, a ton of grated Parmesan, and the oh. tiniest bit of, of raw garlic, but a tiny, tiny bit. 
And it's so delicious, so much more delicious than it should be. You can, I mean, sometimes I have to say he just sits down and like eats a whole bowl of that for lunch on a weekend. See, that sounds really good. I think maybe the the thing that keeps like putting me on the edge of skeeve is, is uh, are you familiar with the recipe called three bean salad? Yeah, um, I, I, it's never appealed to me. That That is like... With the exception of egg salad, that, that's like almost the most quintessentially unappealing thing to me. Like, uh, you know, it's like three different kinds of canned beans, including canned green beans, usually. I, you know, I think we may have discussed on the show that I have a little bit of a soft spot. Or I, not a soft spot, but I have room in my heart. I can, I can hold space for canned green beans. Um, yeah, I think my heart is full. I they I don't like the Morrissey song. They don't taste anything like a regular green bean. I don't want to eat them, but like if I'm at Luby's cafeteria with my great aunt Gladys. Get Luby'd. I don't slogan. I don't have a great aunt Gladys. It just came okay. to me. <laughs> anyway, if I'm at a cafeteria and they've got canned green beans and that's like the main vegetable, I would totally choose that over, say, like carrot coins or whatever. I like I've, I I don't hate it, but I don't want to eat canned green beans cold, and that's right. off putting to me. Like the, that's why the three bean salad is just not mm. right. So when you say canned bean salad, that's immediately what I think of is the three bean salad. And but you, what you've described is something totally totally like if you mix that with the three bean salad it would like fizz like a baking soda volcano and explode yes because they're so opposite exactly another thing that i like to do with chickpeas and we can also link to a recipe for this is super simple basically you uh get some garlic and olive oil going in a skillet you toss in some chard you could use kale although i actually prefer chard for this i love chard uh you toss it around until it's wilted you add a uh, can of chickpeas that you've drained and rinsed and then you put a lid on it and kind of just let it braise for like 15 minutes and there's something about the the texture of the chickpeas and the silkiness of the chard and the garlic and anyway finish it with lemon put parmesan on top and you've got like you know braised chard with chickpeas and it's super tasty okay i i mark my words my child my my kid really likes it and and she knows what's what yeah all right my kid eats eats beans and salad uh my kid does not eat that um no no. but your kid eats um eel spines that have been deep fried yeah that comes up a lot And fish eyes Uh uh-huh i love this about her i i've never eaten a fish eye myself well you and i both have like texture issues and and there's something about the texture of a fish eye that is not immediately it it does it just doesn't say to me molly this texture you're gonna love it yeah Okay, so back to back to beans, right? Yeah. Oh, so I was saying, mark my words, which is a really fun thing to say. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to try some of the things that you suggested because I feel, I feel about canned beans that I don't use them very much, but I feel like I should because I don't dislike them, and uh, they're very cheap and they're good for you, and. And, and the vast majority of us, I mean, you know, the vast majority of us don't really need to worry about our sodium. I hear people talk about canned beans being salty or whatever. I think they're delicious. Yeah. I don't think they're too salty. Anyway, canned beans. I think they're well seasoned. Canned beans are one of those things that, like, I got nothing against canned beans. Really. It's it's a canned food that I am 100% behind. Well, that's a, that's a bold statement yeah. in favor of canned beans. Yeah. <laughs> I got no problem with this. <laughs> I am going to pull that voting lever with uh, some level of confidence and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, well, it's like like you said earlier about green beans, how you would eat uh, canned green beans. You would eat them if they were the main vegetable. <laughs> and my Aunt Gladys were there. My right. great Aunt Gladys. I let that go by as if the main vegetable is a concept <laughs> I was familiar with. <laughs> anyway. All right. Should we pack this in yeah, to, to let's, a can? Let's throw in the, the lid. Let's. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's throw in the lid. Today's episode of Spilled Milk was brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra is one of the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. Made out of super soft memory foam that molds to my shape and truly gives me the perfect fit. So get yours today. Go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get a free trial. They'll send you the 24-7 t-shirt bra. You'll pay a dollar for shipping. If you don't like it after 30 days, send it back and they'll charge you nothing. You can find us online. You can find us on Lid at spilledmilkpodcast.com, uh, where we will post so many links to so many recipes. I, yeah, at least three, right? Yeah, Four? something like that. Yeah, have yeah. fun, Abby. <laughs> Um, and you can also find us on Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast, where you can tell us all about your experiences with vegan bean juice meringue uh, or with, um, I don't know, what do you do with a pinto bean? Um, you can you can also for short just call it vegan BJ meringue. <laughs> Matthew. Oh. I'm so sorry. That wouldn't be vegan. What? <laughs> well, th- things just got very quiet in here as everyone started seriously analyzing this issue. Uh, you can uh, leave us on our, or you can leave us on a review on iTunes. <laughs> leave us you can, already. You can leave, us, leave us on a on a bench by the side of the road and just drive on forever. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amsterburton. Uh, do you know the song I Am the Resurrection by the Stone Roses? It's I like a think so. nine minute song. Um, I only know the songs on the album that has 10 story love song. Oh, that's the second album. God, yeah. that's a great album. Oh, yeah, they're both great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the other one. Okay, great. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.